Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the All Ball Podcast with your host, Ruth Bikalala, and... It's your boy, Samir. I hope everyone's doing well today. How are you doing, Ruthik? Good, man. I love it. I'm just on orientation. Life's good. It's the calm before yeah, the storm. Life's good. life's good. Like Drake. Like Drake would say, life's good. Life's good. Life's good, man. You're on orientation, right? Uh, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about, man. You're on orientation. What have you been doing during orientation? Hearing a bunch of people talk, smiling, nodding. Yeah. And then leaving and relaxing. Yeah, there you go. Uh, also, like a lot of small talk, right? Introductions, yeah, new faces, sure. new that faces. Part like, that part's been awesome. Meeting different it's people. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, speaking of like orientation and like new faces and in new places, I mean, we got free agency cool. coming up, right? It's kind of cool. You get to probably see some shifting in the league. Um, you know, for my sloppy segment today, I wanted to ask you. What, you know, I want you to compare a free agency signing in the last five to 10 years, maybe, uh, where orientation didn't really go that well, Ooh. but you expected it to go super well. Um, and I don't, I want you to, I don't really want you to be like, oh, James Harden with the Nets and all that. Like, those are kind of obvious choices. <laughs> I want That's you to, where my mind jumped to. I was like, he's about to have another. I, I it's like, obvious. like, how about, how about let's, let's, let's do one. Of a team that was a non-playoff team, a player that we thought was like going to elevate them to the next level, but they just did not whatsoever. Okay, I think one person you can definitely go to, still kind of a star, but the year the Lakers picked up Russell Westbrook, that was coming oh. off of a very underwhelming season, right? Pretty injury-riddled season. Well, we we're a playoff team this year. Tricky, yeah, tricky. But you're talking about like a non-playoff team that added him. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So that's how I took. So like they didn't make the playoffs. They had a bunch of injuries, and they're like, okay, now we have the big three. It was an absolute disaster. Um, mm-hmm. we, we've seen how that's kind of hampered them going forward, and we'll probably get to that a little bit later. So that's one that in recent history comes to mind for sure. Um, but otherwise, aside from that, I have to think, and I'm trying to think of somebody that's kind of like a not like a star player not like a hall of famer that you were like oh man this could be the piece and it just nothing really happened uh do you have do you have one on at the top of your mind i'm trying to think yeah jeremy grant jeremy i grant. actually i actually thought jeremy grant to the pistons were going to kind of get them into the plan you I, did really yeah i kind of did man i know he looks like um, a me character but he, was, he had that huge year i know this is a very bad take i just i just i thought jeremy grant was actually going to be some guy who can get to like 23 a game with Cade Cunningham and maybe get them to like the 10 seed. I really did. Yeah, I mean, maybe they could have if if um, if they didn't have all those injuries this year. But yeah, when I hear the Pistons, like ever since probably the last decade, I just like oh, so irrelevant. It's like yeah, G League team. Um, yeah. But there's got to be a team that's been like a, a championship level team that they're like oh like this this is going to be the one. Kristaps with the Mavs. Was that, was that? Oh, that's a good one. I actually like that. I think that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah. Where you're like, oh, like this could do something, and then, man, it was like fine. Yeah, I mean, it, right. had, like, it had some highs, but like nothing really crazy. And then they just—it was very stagnant. I felt. Um, Mellow to the Thunder, with the Paul George lineup. Yeah, but like I, I felt oh, like I, was, I felt like uh, that team was never serious about it. They're just like, oh, yeah. let's just like try something new. But like, it wasn't like, oh, like we actually have championship aspirations. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like some like 
I feel like honestly, um, a prime candidate now that you say Kristaps is like the Celtics picking up Kristaps. This is, this yeah, is kind you of think it sets up for that. Going you think it's a failure? You think it's gonna be a failure? I think it could be effective, but like I really don't see how that addresses any of their flaws. Yeah. Um, they're still gonna play heavy ISO ball, and then now Kristaps, like even though he had a good year last year, he's just gonna he's not gonna get the same number of touches where in Washington he was just getting every single opportunity because they had no one else. Um, I think one player that if I'm kind of thinking back, I think maybe adding when they added Joe Johnson, the Hawks did from oh, the Suns. Yeah, like, like he yeah. had good years on the Hawks. He was a good scorer. His ISO Joe was entertaining, but you never really feared the Hawks. And the Hawks never amounted to anything. It was like a fun regular season team, and it's kind of kind of it. But then when he was on the Suns, it was like, man, this is actually something. Maybe they're going somewhere with this. Um, so that's that's something that kind of pops. Pops in my head right now. Yeah, those are I'm, good. Those I'm, are good. I'm really like digging for like a real failure because there's got to be some team that like there's like oh this is like the that piece that's gonna put us over the edge and they just faltered completely. Yeah, it happens all the time. I mean, I mean Bradley Beal, it's about to happen. The Suns, they're not gonna get over the edge, right? Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I I, I actually have a sloppier segment too. I, oh, okay. I, I kind of fumbled the bag. I'm not gonna lie. I'm pretty tired from these sessions these epic training sessions man uh, you know they're, they're so boring they get to you they get to you um but when you're at orientation and you're like starting residency there's so many different new specialties around you right maybe not in your case here with ortho but so i'm, I'm gonna give you a i was gonna be rapid fire you gotta move okay i name a specialty you name the player that most resembles a specialty i can't believe we haven't done this yet oh okay that's a good one it's actually kind of ridiculous that we have not done this yet as Two doctors, okay? Okay. Are you ready? We'll yeah. start easy. Peds. Peds. Um, I want to say Nikola Jokic. <laughs> no, that's, silly, that's a good goofy, one. silly, goofy dude. Goofy dude. Everyone loves him. No hate. Yeah. No yeah, hate. Doesn't really get any slander. I like that. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. You for another one? Okay. Uh, dermatology. Ooh, dermatology. So, okay, when you say dermatology, I'm thinking someone like very meticulous, very detail oriented. I think with that, I'm gonna have to go Chris Paul. Interesting. Okay. And, think- and I think you have to have that sort of, like for Chris Paul to make it in the NBA and have what, okay, a 17 year career at six foot tall, he's got to have a lot of grit, a lot of tenacity to reach that goal and to be so dominant at that level. And I feel like that's what you need to become a dermatologist this day and age. You got to have all these publications, all these great scores, all this grit. So I think that could be. Are, are you saying that Chris Paul's the only one with grit? I mean, like LeBron has grit, like all these. Yeah, but like the the. But then I think like the attention to detail, the how okay. meticulous you got to be, because it's. I remember there was one lecture we had. Uh, it's kind of going back, but she was just like, "Yeah, and in and out within five seconds of walking in the room, I know exactly what the diagnosis is going to be, like ninety yeah. percent of the time." Um, but you still like talk to the patient and whatnot. But I feel like that's kind of, I feel like when, when like if yeah. we had a if we had a kind of a, a, a peek into Chris Paul's brain, it's probably like ten steps ahead. Like knows exactly what's going on. Um, so do, you, do you think he knew? He knew. He's like, yeah, dude, I knew I was going to the Wizards because I'm a dermatologist. I got that grip. exactly. Like, yeah. And he knew that the Warriors were going to swoop him after that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So you hit you hit derm. You hit peds. I'll, I'll give you uh, general surgery. General surgery. Be careful right. what you say on this one. Be careful. Yeah. What you say. 
So, so general surgery, you got to deal with a lot of shit, but you yeah. got to be like literally and figuratively, but you yeah. also have to be like a multifaceted tool, right? You got to be able to handle various different pathology, various different anatomy um, and situations, but you have to deal with a lot of BS. And so someone that I think of uh, when you're like, man, this guy just like, it's constantly babysitting people, constantly trying to bring the best out of people um and like get get you somewhere and it's kind of like a captain of a team i'm gonna say lebron james yeah he's a general surgeon interesting i think he's a general surgeon like he's good at a lot of different things he's not great in any one particular like he's great at passing like like general surgeons are great suturing or whatever but they they have to be masters of like so much and then they also kind of coordinate the team i feel like a lot of the times and then they deal with a lot so whether it's media whether it's um stuff from with his own old owners or like his teammates like when jr wouldn't shoot the ball and he thought they were like up one and it was yeah. a tie game uh, and the finals game one just like okay. you gotta deal with a lot and you gotta just be okay with it and, and kind of get over it yeah okay all right i was not thinking you're gonna go there that's interesting i i had no clue where you're going to be honest i don't know who's a general surgeon but i did not think you're gonna go lebron that's that's interesting okay uh, let's do one more and then we'll do, uh, we'll do two more. We'll do two more. Yeah. This you're is right? fun, man. Yeah. You're, all right. Um, let's go with emergency medicine. Emergency medicine. Okay. So emergency medicine, uh, for the folks out there that don't really, aren't really in the hospital, like we are, they're kind of the point person. They... They're like the the triage person. So they they see everything first, essentially, in these emergency situate in these high um, acute situations, and then they kind of direct the team to like, okay, this person needs ortho, this person needs ENT, whatever, um, trauma, whatever. And so I think you need someone who's kind of a this. So this game, someone who's like a defensive sort of person. They they they're highly specialized in this area of like averting disaster, but they're not. So specialized that they can really handle some of those things by themselves because um, they have they have to know so much about so many different things. So when I think of that, I'm thinking about the defensive kind of um, low block uh, shot eraser sort of player who does have some other skills that doesn't get to always employ them. And so I'm thinking Rudy Gobert. Rudy so, Gobert. Yeah. So when like when like stuff goes wrong, he's great at blocking. Like if you look at all the, the advanced analytics, whatever, he's always yeah. like up there at the top. Man, this block percentage. Like if you just look at it from a statistical perspective, and this guy's is doing a lot for your team defensively, just like the ER docs are probably saving the hospitals a lot of money by being good at their jobs. Um so I think he's similar, but then he doesn't get to do much outside of that. He you, you, they're highly valued, but like, does he get any opportunity on offense? Not really. Put back Duncan, um, not getting to do, not getting to show maybe everything that he can do at times. Yeah, interesting. And it's, like, it, it, and it's quick highlights, man. It's just a block, and then you don't see Rudy for a while, and you see him blocking. He's like yeah. the CT scan. You don't see him for a while. Another thing, like when, when COVID, when COVID happened. Now that I'm talking, when COVID happened, um. ER docs were the first to get sick, right? And just we said, and then a lot of people got infected by other people because they're the first line of defense. Yeah. And we have uh, Rudy Gobert out there uh, was was the first player to get sick and shut down the NBA. So nice parallel, nice parallel. 
Okay, uh, let's let's go with your special man, orthopedic surgeon. Who is the orthopedic surgeon in the league? Orthopedic surgeon. Okay, so hmm, let's see. So there's got to be some person who is pretty. I feel like a, a lot of the orthos I've met, they're either really massive or they're really like engineer engineering minded. So I'm trying to yeah. think if there's like a. Like if Jokic was jacked, then that could probably be a good answer. But yeah, he's not. Yeah. He's like a different massive. But I, there are a lot of Ducks uh, that's So hmm. You, th- you think it's Scoot Henderson? It could be Scoot, man. It could is be. Scoot. I'm trying to think. Is there one? Maybe. Hmm. What if I say? So okay. So I think I think orthos. They're they're pretty technical. They're very like hyper specialized in 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 their area of expertise, and then don't oh, really no. don't, don't really, know. Are you gonna say Jared Vanderbilt? Don't really wander out of their scope, um, <laughs> and so as you just took the the words out of my mouth, our, the great Jared Vanderbilt, who is a phenomenal oh. defensive player, and he's great at what he does, but he he can't shoot yeah, threes. He can't he can't admit he can't manage diabetic patients. He can't shoot yeah. threes. <laughs> um, his handle is suspect. He can't really. You don't really want him managing your pancreatitis either. So. <laughs> But you want defense on these shifty guards, and he's your person. You want to fix your broken bones or uh, your your soft tissue injuries? That this could be your person. So I, I feel like yeah, that's, a, that's a, and I feel like Jared is very smart about the way he plays defense too. He's very calculated. Yeah. Like, I think I watched one video video of like, kind of his like build breakdown and stuff, and very calculated in his approach. So yeah, I think I think Let, also just a, let's just say something to the users that I was able to predict that that just shows us shows. How much of the same wavelength we can be at times? Yes, sir. That's why we're the All Ball Podcast, the best podcast on the earth. I mean, yes, let's sir. Just be Call our new listeners because because this has been uh, I've been pumping this out to some of the people I've been meeting and other special yeah. teams and uh, yeah, new listeners. Yeah, this, yeah. All right, I'll give you one last special day and then let's talk. Let's talk shop. Okay. Uh, let's go plastic surgery. Ooh, plastic surgery. Okay, so this is this this is a person who looks the part and. I mean, most plastic surgeons they they have to be pretty gorgeous. They have to be gorgeous because they're advertising that to the world. You're kind of advertising <laughs> your product. That's so, how it works. <laughs> so this, this, I think this has to be someone who is just like killing it um, with their with their NBA red carpet looks. Like they're they're like um, kind of fashion for uh, forefather, if you will, in in the league. But then you're also like you're also the closest thing to like a super super. Uh, a superior being where you can really change you can do face transplants you can do crazy things yeah i was gonna say god but i didn't know if i, I was like okay yeah so, go so. for it that's it <laughs> um, that's how that's how uh, one of our friends described it to me <laughs> it's, it's the closest thing you can be uh in you can feel like right. <laughs> who is it um it was in a it was yeah it was in a it was in a three-digit uh, room number at, yeah. okay. at one point on oh, West Seven. He <laughs> was the player. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So with that being said, I think I'm gonna have to go hmm, with Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero. Yeah, I think he's okay. he's like a he's like a stylish dude. He's yeah, like with That's it. Right. He is. Very effective at what he does. Three level score. You wouldn't you wouldn't expect score. him to like be as skillful as he is. Um, yeah. 
and just like as versatile as he is, but he's he's such a stud and he and he could do so much uh, more. So I think he'll be my plastic surgeon. Oh, um, yeah, closest, like the closest thing to God in South Beach is Tyler Hero. So, yeah, I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. I'm sorry, man. My timer's going off. I'm baking a little something. But yeah, before we wrap it up, well, before we switch it over, though, yeah, to you, what's the what's the PMNR equivalent? PMNR, man. So I think PMNR is an interesting, specialty, right? Like it's actually quite a versatile specialty, but at the same time, it's like all about basically getting someone to regain function and being that like person by your side and motivating you and getting you back to, you know, what you can be. And, you know, it's basically like, you're like the right hand man throughout the whole process. And you're like, without you, the whole shit falls at times, right? Like on the back end of things. So I think like, when I think PMR, I think of a spark like player, like a player that can spark you come back. So like back in the day, Lou Williams is one guy. Um, or JJ Barrera back in the, the championship, but like a, like a guy who's just like comes in. You need him when you need him. He can leave when he wants to leave. You know. So and when I think about that, man, that's it. I, I in today's league, I mean, I, I Lou Williams is a player that came up to my mind. Do you have one? So the way you first started describing it was like with the rehab and stuff, and I was like, wait a minute, like someone who like gets you at your lowest and builds you back up. And yeah. To me, that kind of speaks volumes of Patrick Beverly. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Because like wherever he goes, he he does a great job of changing the and like breathing confidence into these people. Like when like Cat was really down, and then he went to yeah. the Timberwolves. They like had a big playoff win or, or playing win, and they celebrated. Like that was awful. When he went to the Clippers, that mm-hmm. team, which had no business of being like a four or five seed, I think ended up a four or five seed. Yeah, um, and they, they even they, took a game or two off the Warriors with KD. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy, and that was all. I think I attribute a lot of that to Pat. And when you That's like cool. in his new podcast, when you hear him talk to a lot of these out, they're always like, "Dude, I love like playing with you, competing against you, because like you just breathe, like you just elevate everyone else, and and, and like kind of how they feel about themselves." Mm-hmm. No, I mean, dude, I think that's a that's a that's a good one. It's kind of funny. Don't know if I. Wanted to be associated with Pat Bev, but we'll, we'll take it, man. Yeah. We'll take it. We love Pat yeah. Bev. To me, it's either Pat Bev or like Draymond, like someone like that. Yeah. But I had to knock Draymond down because he can't be punching people and be rehabbing them. Yeah. I thought Draymond for a second. Uh, then again, like, I don't know if I even want to be associated with Draymond. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those are good. Those are good. That was fun. That was a little fun exercise. Don't yeah, you I like that. Yeah. All right, man. So, what are we talking about today? What's going on in the league, man? It's been a it's been a while. We saw the draft. Yeah, Maybe so actually, I think the last the last time we talked was right before the draft. Um, we had, we had our statistician on as well. Yeah. So, Any, I think what, there's anything you think that? Yeah, like I was gonna ask you, like, what do you what do you think of uh, kind of what everyone did, and and we can start with I guess your team, the Lakers. Yeah, I like the pick, man. You know, like what's the name, Jalen Hood, Shafino. Yeah, it's it's a good pick, um, but at the same time, like that kid's not gonna play. Yeah. So, what, like, what what exactly we're we doing with that? I think that's just a kind of like a Max Christie type of thing. You get the guy in, you kind of see what happens, and you kind of move on. You know. Yeah, totally. I think it's a I think it's a complete insurance policy for their future. Like, if I think there's a real possibility in Lakerland that. 
this just doesn't work out and we have more injuries on AD, your bronze, they're getting older and it's happening more and more uh, frequently. So at some point, the wheels are going to fall off the um, car. So I think at that point, you do start building towards the future. So like maybe this is a prospect that you could rely on down the line if these guys go down. And and if they do go down, then you get a chance to play him and see see what he's all about, kind of like they did with Reeves that one year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think, I, I mean, insurance policy pick, nothing really. I don't think anything really to note at, at this very moment. Um, I mean... I mean, I was pretty disappointed in the trades, man. I thought I thought the Blazers were going to do something there. Yeah. Uh, and that's obviously going to lead to one of our topics, I mean, with the Dame stuff going on. Um, I don't know. What did you think? Did you think they should have traded? Man, like, I really think they should have. Like, I, you just – you can't be stuck in mediocrity. I don't care if you have a top 75 player or you have a top 10 player of all time. Like, it doesn't matter. It does no, no service to you to just be stuck in mediocrity – for prolonged times in the NBA. I don't, I can't speak for other leagues, but the NBA, like you're just stuck. You can't improve, especially yeah. if you're a place like Portland. If you're the Lakers, then yeah, you could just be like an eight seed and then someone will join you eventually because people want to play for the Lakers and live in LA. But like, I just thought, I thought it was like a dumb pick. And now he's probably, I would, I would assume Dame's probably pissed off. Like, what is he? Well, he is he though? Cause he, he met with the GM man and, they said that he said, no, I'll give you free agency. I'll give you a chance. But you think after free agency, they're not going to get anyone. You think he, yeah. he requested after who, that? Who are they going to get in free agency? Like what? Like the a big splash move would, would be to get try to get Harden right now because he's on the trade block. But like, what does that do for you? Nothing. Nothing. No, like, dude, I, I think that even ruins your team even more. 100%. So like, I, they're just, they're just kind of stuck, man. Like, I, I think at this point, if I'm the Blaze, it hurts. He is like your franchise cornerstone, but Lamarcus was a franchise cornerstone before you got rid of him and, and elevated Dame. So at this point, I think you just you just re, you click restart on the video game um, and you say, "All right, trade Dame, get assets, play Scoot, and see what happens." You either yeah. do that or you trade for someone like Zion, like someone who you can buy low on, and maybe they they turn. Yeah, out. I think you kind of go for it. Yeah, I mean. I, I would love to see – I think, dude, like I said, I think on our last episode, I would love to see Damian Lillard in Miami. I think Miami's really the only team that can offer the assets that the Blazers pretty, pretty much want. Um, so I'm hoping that kind of happens, to be honest. I, I would love to see that. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it's, it's it was very obvious. When you draft Scoot, you think it's – that's it. I, the, the other thing is interesting because I think they didn't think Brandon Miller – they thought they were going to end up with Brandon Miller. Yeah. <laughs> That's partly because MJ just decided to give one last hurrah to his awful ownership. Is that Siri in the background? Yeah, it is. You have, you have your dog with you right now? Yeah, she's here right now. Oh, nice. My, my parents came down for the weekend. For the, oh, nice. For July, so she's, she's oh, wanting some attention back there, I guess. Oh, okay. Rudik's dog is the cutest to all of our listeners out there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's not as cute as Kelly Oubre, but she's cute, you know? No. That could have been a plastic surgeon, but... He just doesn't do anything on the court, so yeah, he doesn't do anything. Yeah, like I said, I think, I think it was interesting. I think if, if the question is, do you think if Brandon Miller was the pick, do they trade then? And they're not sitting around. Do you think they were so high on Scoot, like, oh crap, like we got Scoot, it's time? Yeah, no, I I think Brandon Miller fits a lot better, but I I really like Scoot though. Like I like just the from listening to because I think you can. 
I don't know. I don't know if I'm right about this or wrong about this, but I'm a big believer on you listen to a lot of these guys on their like interviews and how they present themselves and what they talk about. And you can, you can tell, glean a lot about them. Like if, if they have these kind of comical answers, like Brandon Miller, like, yeah, maybe they're just jokesters and they'll be good or they're just not that serious. And it's not going to be good. Like if you look at all the top players, they're all like pretty serious when they, in their approach to the game and, and kind of how much understanding they have about it. And I feel like that's that's the sense I get from watching Scoot. So like barring any injuries, it seems like he's like really locked in on I want to play basketball. I want to learn how to be the best. I'm always in the gym. Like my family built a gym for me so I can practice. Like some stuff like that. That I'm like this is someone they could really develop into a franchise cornerstone. Whereas like yeah. Miller could be great or it could just be this could be absolute disaster. Yeah, yeah. You know, honestly, I think the pick after that, I actually really like what the Rockets did. I, yes. I really. I, 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 you know, we, I know we came on a last episode and we kind of just like, they don't know what they're doing, all this stuff. I, I actually really like the draft. I mean, the fact that you can get Cam Whitmore that late. Uh, but I like this Eamon Thompson guy too for this roster. I think he could really help uh, as, as a guard, like a pure point guard for them. I, I love that pick. And for all the things I just mentioned, I feel like that's what the Thompson twins do the, do the best. Like they're just like basketball junkies who are also just, elite elite athletes and like phenomenal at playing um so which was really cool like we watched that one clip with them like yeah this that was like a stupid game that we would play like Nick, like let's it's, see who, who can name the most a player like what, what was that? and they like they they pull out some like random plays that i didn't even know i was like dang yeah. this is really impressive i i think we could take them on the basketball reference nickname game though yeah i don't know, <laughs> they don't know been, like we do they they know the topics, but yeah. i think we could the the all the all ball twins could take the Thompson twins on that exactly. So um, I, I love those. I, I think both of them. I hope I really rooting for them. They're yeah. I think I they won the draft. I think that's yeah. that's basically what the point I was getting to. I mean, the Spurs clearly win obviously yeah. with Victor, but I think the Rockets win the draft. Yeah. And then of course, like can't forget the Heat. Got Yakis. Yeah, dude, that's the boy. Yeah, I like, that'd be sick. He's such a Heat player. Picture yeah. player, just go get rebounds, score a couple points here and there, play hard, play hard and fast. Yeah. So I'm really curious to see how he develops in the heat system. Like that's that's really exciting. Um, yeah, I mean, he has potential, dude. Yeah, for sure. Like he, you know, he kind of reminds me of. You know, he kind of reminds me of a Nick Collison with the Ilya Sova offensive game. Ooh, interesting. You know, like yeah. like a high motor guy, but can actually put the ball in the hoop a little bit. Like Ilya Sova had some day game years yeah, where he was like. Sure. Like, it was, like it was ahead of his time for sure. I think. Yeah, he kind of reminds me of that, um, or even like a Carlos Delfino, but like Olympics Carlos Delfino. Mm. Yeah, you know, he's kind of garbage in the league. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of the Rockets, that's what I kind of wanted to talk about too, dude. There are some strong rumors. Uh, I mean, someone came out. I think Mark Stein reported it that it's they would be shocked if Fred Van Vliet does not sign with the Rockets. I don't know if you saw that. I, I did not know. This. I did not see that prior to this. That's that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, it, obviously, it's one report. Wait, but is this the 40 mil a year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I did see this. For like 88, for two years, 80 mil. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're basically, yeah. I think the big rumor was they're going to get Van Fleet and Dylan Brooks, and that's the and sign them both together so they get their two veterans with that. What do you think of that? Do you think Fred should go there? Do you think that helps them? What do you think? I mean, they're just so veteran impoverished 
that yes, I think Fred would be nice, but I'm not that stoked about it. Like he's going to take away all on the ball responsibilities from some of their young guards. They have such a heavy like back back uh, court rotation of just like 23 and younger players who need the ball and who need to make mistakes with the ball. So I don't love that. I would have preferred them go after a veteran who's like a Bobby Portis or something. Yeah. Who, who may want to go to a, a contending team, but maybe if you give him enough money, he'd kind of be there and just be a voice of reason and then be like, all right, this is how you should do it. Or honestly, throw the bag at Draymond. Just get people to play basketball the right way and not just go crazy on one-on-one possessions and shoot low percentages from the field. Because I think that's just hinder, hurting their future and hurting their stock going forward. So I would have I would have rather rather done that, but we'll see how that how that goes. I guess. Well, I mean, it's not official, right? Nothing's official yeah. yet. Uh, but I mean, that's a strong rumor that's been heating up. Um, and then you know the other big news today was the Harden stuff. So the Knicks and Clippers are interested yeah. in trading for him. Uh, I I think he fits better with the Knicks. I think he goes the Clippers is just another net situation. They're not going to play. Paul George is not going to play more than 50 games. Kawhi is not going to play more than 50 games. I don't think that really helps them. Uh, and all, like the players, I mean, obviously on paper, that team is all of a sudden, again, a championship contender. But how many years in a row are we going to say the Clippers are a championship contender? We've been saying it for a decade now, probably. Yeah, but at the same time, like, I don't also know if that helps the Knicks, man. Like, no. what is, how is that? That's going to affect Jalen Brunson. And I, I want them. I think they should be focused on building around him. Yeah, shooters. No. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like, I, I really don't see what it's gonna do to either of these teams. If anyone, maybe the Clippers, you just roll the dice and see what happens if you get Harden instead of, and then maybe give up and see and just see what happens. But aside from that, I'm just I'm not too stoked about. It. I'm just not not too stoked about Harden as a player right now. Like he's still phenomenal. He still can put up crazy numbers, but for the amount of uh, the like possession he's gonna dictate, is it really worth it? And that and the kind of domino effect that's gonna have on everyone else, I don't. I just don't see it being worth it. Yeah, I I, I think he may be entering kind of his Westbrook era. I think he's teetering on the end of you know what what being wanted. As much right, like it, it, it's kind of being phased out of the league, I guess, in a sense. Like he needs to be somehow become a spot up shooter. He might need to become OKC Harden, where like let's say this the Clippers get him, he becomes a six man for the Clippers. Then I like that. But if he oh, wants to be like that. superstar Houston Harden, like I just don't think it works right now. The, like at his age, at his playing level right now, I just don't think it's as potent. And we saw that, like he had a game where he was like forty and ten, I think, and hit that game winner um, for, against the Celtics. But then just couldn't put enough of those performances back to back to get that series win. And so, how many times you're just gonna keep doing the same thing over and over again and, and hope you get a, a different result? I, I just don't see that happening. And yeah. I saw something on uh, Twitter today that was talking about how like um, his hesitation with going back, he didn't want to go to Houston anymore because of like Jalen Green's comments on a podcast. Yeah. And I heard that one where he was talking, he was like, yeah, I feel like it'd be good and bad. It would help and hurt because it would take away touches, but he's also James Harden. And apparently that rubbed him the wrong way, which I think it should. Like, you've accomplished all this, but also 
I totally agree with what Jalen Green's saying. Like, you you do not want James Harden there with all those like twenty two year olds. Like, what is that going to accomplish? Nothing. Uh, absolutely nothing. I, I I agree. Like you said, I think Bobby Portis is an interesting veteran. I, I think a guy like that who's I, I always forget that Bobby Portis won a championship. So I like that. Or even like a Brooke Lopez. I don't know if he's a free agent. I don't think he is. Is he? He is. Yeah. Yeah. So like a, a Brooke Lopez would be interesting too. You yeah. Know? Dude, no, I I love someone like that. I just like I really like Van Leet too, but just at the at forty million a year and the amount of just how high is like. PR is gonna be like I just don't know if it's worth it at that point. Yeah, it's not even worth it for Fred Van Vliet too. Like I don't understand why. Why you just go there for the money? Is that really it? You know? Yeah, exactly. Like I, I get it if you if he was like a six man sort of player and you're paying him like twenty mil, then yeah, then he could be great at like advising some of these young guards and um, giving you some valuable minutes. But just at that age, like I just don't. He still like has a lot left in the tank, so he's just going to dominate the ball, put up pretty good numbers, and then that's just going to take away from the other guys. I feel like. Yeah. So I mean, that those are the biggest news, right? We got Harden, we got Dame. Uh, any other free agent things you want to talk about? Or you think that's going to yeah. happen? Just as John Collins. The, yeah. That trade, I think that trade is pretty huge. Um, I don't know that it moves a needle for either team, but it's kind of interesting that now we're seeing where the Hawks might go with everything um, and how they've they've tossed around John Collins' name like every trade deadline in the last like five years, it feels like. But at this point, now they're finally like, all right, like right, we're done with this. We're just going to have to kind of do a soft reboot and see what we can um, make happen. I, I think it was a pretty smart move by the Jazz because – as the Jazz, unless you're getting someone from the draft, you really you're not going to get any free agents, and we've seen that the last forty years, right? Like they've drafted some great players, and then they typically leave or they stay their career, and they're they're well, I guess they used to stay their career, but now they typically like get them and they leave and finish out their career elsewhere. So mm-hmm. the only way you're going to have sustained success is probably through building through trades and things like that, um, trying to buy low on some players and seeing if they can. Uh, fit your mold. So with that being said, I think it's it's good for them. You see what John Collins can do with them. Because there's a point where John Collins's trajectory was was crazy, but then he had a couple of injuries. He had the steroid thing, and and it kind of got derailed a little bit. So we'll see. Maybe a new scenery. He can um it can it can uh, channel something in him. Well, he's pretty young too. He's only he's only 25. Yeah, I mean, I like what the the Jazz have been doing with their rebuild. Uh, I I like it. I mean, they did give. They did fleece the T Wolves. I mean, they have oh yeah four first round picks from Gobert. I mean, Lori Markinen, wow. I mean, you just found a gem, right? And then on top of that, I mean, I actually kind of like Colin Sexton for them. I like, I kind of like what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, John Collins is a good ad. It's like another high flyer uh, dude. I mean, obviously they're not. This and, team's not going to championship. And but, they got Walker Kessler, who yeah, absolutely. The steal of draft last year. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I like what they're doing. Man. Funnily enough, do you know what his dad does? Orthopedic surgery. He's an orthopedic surgeon. <laughs> his dad and his like uncle were both orthopedic surgeons. It's like, oh, that's crazy. That that is really crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, what a what a what a stud of a you know, what a what a stud of a pick. Um, they honestly have a very exciting like Danny Ainge is doing a phenomenal job and a very exciting like job. team coming up. To be honest, like just the amount of success they had last year, and we just saw it last year. Honestly, now that now that we're talking about it loud, like 
they got Laurie yeah. marketing, which everyone kind of was like, ah, like that. He, he's not going to amount to anything. And he ended up being an all-star starter. So change of scenery, you never know. When Steve Nash got traded to the Suns, I think he was like 29 or 30, and then went went on to tear off like back-to-back MVPs. I don't know. I'm not saying that John Collins is going to do the same, but you get enough of these kind of mercenary players, and and they can maybe really, really revitalize your team in a big way. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, An- another guy. Now that we're talking, now that I said Steve Nash, going back way back when, where you're like, you get a uh, you 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 add someone, and you're like, oh, this is going to turn into something. Nothing happens. Both yeah. Steve Nash and Dwight Howard. On oh, the, Lakers. the Lakers. Yeah, that's a good one. And that's Dwight a- Howard to the Rockets. Honestly, anywhere yeah. Dwight went after um, he got out of Orlando when he was still young. Like those were just a lot of injuries for both of those guys. But you expect a lot, and just nothing happened. Yeah, that's true. All right, well, let's get to the bigger news. The biggest news coming out of uh, sports today. You want you want to go ahead and say it? I think you should. I think you deserve to say oh, it. I, I would happily. So my my friend Ray texted me this morning. When I was in orientation. Um, I was like, oh, I wonder what he's what he's talking about. Zila is it about like fantasy drafting or something like that. I check it, and it's and it's this Indian kid looking happier than ever. And it's an ESPN article. I'm like, what the? All right, it's Arjun Namela, and he's a Telugu guy. He's going to be a top 15 pick in the MLB draft. Like, what? what? Like, I've been sleeping on this this whole time. Yeah, they released this article. I was like, oh, my God, this is insane, dude. And you're, yeah. I don't follow baseball that much, but I know like a couple of names just from watching a lot of sports and things of that nature. Um, and his player comps are like Alfonso Soriano, which I used to hear all the time back in the day. Jeez. He was and then um some some people were like yeah if he had a stronger arm he'd be like uh carrera carlos carrera i was like okay these awesome. are some massive like comps uh, and so i'm like i was I so i was watching a lot of like the his like interviews seems to be about the right stuff he's he's a year younger than everyone in his class he's 17 graduating high school i was like this is insane and his and his uh come up i don't know if you got to read it it's so cool it's like he was his dad made him play cricket, and then he transitioned that to baseball, and now he's got this like sweet stroke. And man, I'm I'm just pumped, man. I I'm ready to order that jersey. Like as soon as that'll be my first. Uh, we've always talked about like what are we gonna do with our first paycheck. That will be my first paycheck. You're gonna buy his minor league jersey? I'll buy yes. I'll buy his minor league, his major league. I'll buy every jersey. Um, yeah, huge fan Dude, already. Who would have thought? You know, we we've been talking for what for so long now. Yeah. Uh, brown guys in basketball. Brown guys in football, possibly, but we're like, oh, Ryan Agarwal, we got one guy, D1, yeah. like on the Ryan Agarwal trade. We were sleeping on baseball, dude. I know, dude. That's we didn't sleep on it. Maybe that's where we need to shift our focus, man. Yeah, maybe we need to, maybe we need to just follow this guy around. Use, use some like cricket um, hand eye coordination and apply it to baseball. Yeah. The next generation, we need to take over baseball. Yeah. I mean, maybe that could, we could. We could, because baseball is like a big like techniques. Like basketball, you gotta you gotta have height. Like so, yeah. if you're at six ten. You, maybe you're Mat- Matas Buzelis. Yeah. You're playing somewhere right now. What about you? What about you? Maybe maybe you could have been Arjun. Maybe I could have. Maybe if I stayed yeah. in Florida, he's, he's yeah. a Florida kid. Maybe I stayed. I could have carried on my uh, little league MVP and, and actually gotten good at baseball. Yeah, didn't you hit a home run in little league? Yeah, dude, I had, I had the inside the park. I wasn't strong enough to get out. Inside the park, I'm right. Just speedy. Yeah, um, dude. But, but, yeah, but like, also, dude, how huge is it for like the next year? Like, we've talked about like the next year. Like, at some point, someone's gonna come up. We're gonna get a Shohei at some point. 
But like that's got to be huge to see this kid be because before Shohei there was Ichiro, there was a bunch of um, like other pitchers from Japan who were studs in the majors. So what a huge like monumental step to get to that point, uh, whoever yeah, that I, is and whatever sport that is. Yeah, I'm, well, I mean, I'm hoping, man. I'm I will give him all the good juju he needs. Yeah. And think about how far we've come, man. Like first year of med school, we were like looking at Dylan Mahotra. Yeah, and, dude, that uh, guy. Where is he at? Like Georgia Southern? I think he's like yeah, he's at some school now, still like trying to grind. And and we, now then we got Ryan Agrawal. We're like, dang, okay, it's getting it's heating up. Getting, yeah, getting good. Uh, and then man, we have this guy. And Kumar Rocker was like a number three pick like two years ago or not a year. Yeah, dude, man, it's, it's coming, coming, man. It's coming. Yeah. Yeah, Jamar Havadi, Jamar Havadi coming. Havadi, baseball. It could be baseball. We yeah. never know. I mean, watching watching this like this news story, I was like, man, I need to like reconsider everything. But like, what? Yeah. Like, baseball is a sport. To yeah, dude, maybe you train your kids to play. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's easy to pick up when you're younger, man. Like, you just yeah. give them a little tea and it's, tell them to go hit. I didn't like golf. Like, it's like if you don't get those early, um, it's not something like. Like, Joel Embiid can't pick up baseball and get good at baseball, I don't think. Like, you have to be no. playing since you're, like, three, four years old. Like, basketball, theoretically, things could work out and you could start later. Football, we've seen some football players who start playing in college and then they're, like, pro bowlers. Like, Ziggy, um, the guy from BYU, the DN. Oh, yeah, Ziggy, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he started playing in, like, college or, like, senior yeah. year. And he was yeah, a pro yeah. bowl, like, D-tackler or uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. DN. I was like, that's crazy. But you can't do that in baseball, so. No. Not a chance. So that's cool. And then, and also, I just wanted to, like, while we're on the baseball topic, like, what a shout-out to Shohei, man. Unreal. Un- I, 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 what he's been able to it, do. It's actually insane that this man is leading the league in home runs, and he's third in strikeouts and has a 3.0 ERA. I think it's, like, the most insane thing. I, I don't think we – since baseball has kind of taken a downfall, I think, over the last 10 years in terms of pop, pop, popularity, I don't think we give enough credit to what Shohei Tani doing is and how athletic that is. How, like, the athleticism of that is actually let me, so important. Let me throw that to you. What So if if what would a Shohei Tani, Tani in different sports look like? Well, what would their skill set? Like, you're building a player on in all these different sports, in basketball, soccer, football. Like, what attributes yeah. do they have to have? Like, whose attributes become- so, oh so I'm God. saying like, okay, so Shohei can do this and this, right? So like, yeah. with people, let's do football. We, we, I've heard this a lot in the media. You have to be like a Patrick Mahomes, but also you can you can play the D tackle like J.J. Watt or like Aaron Donald. That's what you're saying. So, so not like, like, yeah. So what's oh, that in basketball? Yeah, like, Shohei Tane, you probably got to be like a Micah Parsons, but also have the arm of like Joe Burrow. Yeah. And like, be able and, to do that like every other, yeah. Like, yeah. That's, and, and, and do that every day, every day. And just think about how different those two things are. Like you're, yeah. This is pure strength, and that's pure just finesse. Completely yeah. different things. Um, yeah. And it's it's marvelous to watch. Like, like, what do you think a basketball Shohei would look like? Oh, my gosh, dude. I mean, like, you're talking, like, probably shoot, like, Clay or Steph and be a high flyer like Dominique Wilkins. Yeah, I – I, I think you essentially have to be Shaq with the Steph handle and shot. Yeah. Oh, like so like you, the greatest player ever. Yeah. Like you have to be like a 7'3", 320 pound muscle machine, like like Orlando Shaq breaking yeah. backwards, but you also 
glide on the court like your Steph and and shoot threes and have a layup layup package like Kyrie. Like it, it's it's he, insane. I, he's, it's like my player. He's just like a my player. He actually is legit my player. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. It's so cool. It and, and like, dude, like, just I don't get it because just to pitch at that level, you got to dedicate all of yourself to. Just to hit at that level, you got to dedicate all yourself to. To pitch and hit at like the level that he's hitting at, not just at the major league level, but like at the top of the major league level, you got to really dedicate yourself. I don't, I don't know how he finds the time, the energy. Or- I like, I pray for his career, for his health, for the rest. I would love to see this man ride out his career very healthy because he will go down as the greatest player to ever play the game. Dude, and it's it's crazy right now because you know Kurt Schilling, yeah, in like how like. Like he's like kind of cr- like on Twitter. He's yeah, like, he's, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like, this is the goat. Yeah, like for him to say that with this Asian-born player come over, I was like, man, this is he. This is like transcending like race, political mm-hmm. beliefs, all this kind of stuff, and everyone can kind of see this guy's insanely good and just like it, it's beyond like comprehension what he's doing. Um, yeah. So I, I hope you're a Dodgers fan, right? Yeah, I am, but I used to be an Angels fan growing up, actually. Really? Uh, I, I'm an Otani fan. Let's let it ride. I know. I'm a huge – so I just – yeah, I want him to be playing the playoffs, man. Like, I, well, dude, there's a lot of rumors that he will go to the Dodgers this year. I, really, I know. That's why I bring it up. Like, I really hope he does because I feel like that team actually like pays out their players and, and they're like prime time. Everyone watches them. But I just – I need to see this guy in the playoffs. Like, yeah. I'm, I mean, I on paper – Regular season games because of him. Yeah, I mean, you got Otani and Mike Trout. I mean, this team should be. It's unfortunate they both go off, and there's just not enough supporting guys. Like, you got, dude. If I'm on that team, if I'm on that team, and I'm like one of these supporting guys, guys, I am, I am not leaving the ballpark. I am training every day because I'm like these guys are on my team, and we're not making the playoffs. This is on me. This ain't on them. Like, I gotta 100%. freaking work hard. And and if you <laughs> don't, you're gonna be like in every new story. It'll be like when they talk no. about uh, LeBron's like 06, 07 Cavs. They're like. He had Jamario Moon. He had like Booby Gibson, like uh, Daniel Marshall. Like you don't want to be one of you don't want your name cast out in that light. Um, so yeah. yeah, I really hope they can turn around or maybe maybe trade some people, get something. But yeah, I really want to see him in the playoffs. But or we'll see. Him hopefully this Mike, year. Mike oh. Trout's just like withered away his whole career. Like he's been one of the best players ever, but not able to really see him in the playoffs. In the playoffs once in his career. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully that turns around. But I think about how frustrating that would be too. Like he's a better person than me because if I was doing what Shirley Atani's doing, and then like you pitch six innings, you let up one run, you you get like two homers, and you guys still lose by like two runs after you get out because they they give up like four or five runs. Like, that would be insane. So props to him yeah. on his patience. Dang man, yeah. Well. That was a fun little shout out to baseball. That usually that rarely happens on all ball podcast. Uh, looks like Lubbock's changed Ruth a little bit, but we'll <laughs> take, we'll take it because it's all love for the Indians and the Asians out there. So um, you guys know what to do. Gotta hit that that like button, smash subscribe. It's good to see you, man. Your hair's looking good. Really, man. Thanks. I've been really worried about this like balding, but oh no, dude, your hair looks good, man. Yeah, I'm just gonna yeah. grow it out now. Get the scrub yeah, cap. Do, do some damage underneath. Yeah, you might as well. All right, brother. Um, it, was, it was a pleasure talking to you. We'll see what happens right. in free agency. Yep. Peace.